Hello and welcome to The Bankish Show, everybody. This is episode 34, and uh, today I'm recording it November 6th, the day before I go to Winnipeg. Back to Winnipeg. Second time in Winnipeg this year. First time I went to Winnipeg this year, I did eight shows in two weeks. It was some weird setup with Yuck Yucks where I was just the headliner and it wasn't me, you know, I wasn't seeing necessarily all the money, but I went and met so many cool fans and did so many shows, made a bunch of new fans as well. Had some, had some clips go viral uh, of Winnipeg and, piss actually a lot of people off i'm probably slightly in danger going to winnipeg but nonetheless i am going to winnipeg tomorrow november 7th it's going to be a big show if you're listening to this right now you're in the winnipeg area there's as it stands the moment this was posted 10 tickets left 10 tickets left to my winnipeg show at the fort gary hotel in the basement in the yuck yucks it's going to be fire um Then my next show after that is September 10th in Saskatoon. Finally starting to sell some tickets. We put out an ad for that. This is, this is comedy folks. You gotta, you gotta advertise nowadays. Even if you, even, even if you, you know, uh, whoever you, Tim Dillon, you, you Shane Gillis, these guys, these guys run ads. I mean, I mean, I've seen Tim Dillon's ads. I haven't seen Shane Gillis's ads. Maybe just Tim has to run ads. But nonetheless, I have to run ads sometimes in a in a market like Saskatchewan, Saskatoon. What a beautiful province it really is. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. It's it's got rivers and it's got flat and that's it. And it's and I'm coming and the people are really nice and cool and I'm excited. I'm excited to go back to Saskatoon and I'm excited to go to Winnipeg. Um, and after that, we're going to Victoria, BC, November 15th. That's selling really well at Herman's upstairs above Herman's jazz lounge. November 16th, Surrey yuck yucks, yuck yucks, Surrey. I've had a couple couple death threats from that old area so hopefully we survive that night and uh the casino you know casino security guards usually were pretty good uh november 17th hastings racetrack in vancouver two shows the first show is pretty much sold out and i think the second show is like half sold out go get tickets for those shows uh calgary alberta november 20th get tickets it's going to sell out. It's going to be super fun. Edmonton, Alberta, go get tickets. Um, and let's let's start the show. Guys, welcome to The Bankers Show. Please like and subscribe on YouTube. <clears throat> and it's The Bankers Show, everybody. Live from my office, my room, my... Uh, this, is, this is my creative zone where I try to get things done if my family is not in the house because I can hear them. In the house, even if I'm in here, this is not a soundproof room. And uh, thank you to all the patrons, Patreon subscribers. You guys just listen to a bonus podcast episode. And you guys are helping. You guys are helping. We got this microphone. We got lights, camera, action. So 
appreciate you all. These paintings, I did not choose these paintings. Um, uh, they were given to me by my fiance. Okay. And I didn't choose them. And now, you know, that one's, there's a Dave Chappelle one, which I like Dave Chappelle. You know, he's one of my favorite comics of all time. And, and apparently now he, he doesn't like Israel, so I'm not allowed to like him. No, I don't I don't give a shit about any of that. Uh, I totally see uh, where he's coming from. And, you know, I, I get it. I, you know, there's in some I don't know. People are play, Is there more money in Israel or Palestine? That is the question content creators are asking themselves. And, you know, Dave Chappelle seems to think there's probably he doesn't care about money. Right. So I think Jews always path to money Palestinians maybe you'll make more money because there's just so many Muslims that they'll like you more or support you more and so it's it's really a marketing decision at this point about which direction to go in and I've kind of you know I I mean some people will be like this guy's a Zion people are calling me a Zionist like I've never even been to Israel um and this is my actual opinion I've met Israelis, I've met Palestinians, both of them completely out of their minds for different reasons. Uh, I lived with a Palestinian guy. We got along as long as I didn't put up an Israel flag or anything like that. You would tear that down. But, you know, not that I was really putting Israel flags up. But it was in first year university. I lived with a Palestinian guy and. You know, the whole this whole thing that's happening now was happening then. Right. Uh, the whole. Occupy apartheid, you know, you know, and then I then I was in university, I was doing. Comedy, but I just started comedy when the first Israel Palestine things happened at university and I didn't really give a shit because like my dad's Jewish, my mom's not my mom's first husband was Jewish. My dad was her third husband and her first husband. She tried to convert to Judaism. His name was Romeo. She got my mom got married the first time when she was 21 going to the University of Windsor and to a to a Jew named Romeo. OK. And her parent, his parents hated my mom because she wasn't Jewish and she tried to convert, but she couldn't do it. Right. And so then she had another husband who wasn't Jewish. She was he was. Uh, Finnish Finland likes people with ish at the end uh, Finnish Jewish British right not everything's ish you're not Russish if you're Russian you're fucking Russian so she had a she was with a Finn I believe and then uh, or Norway Weijin or some shit and then she was with my dad who was Jew again but his parents didn't care if he was, you know, married a Jew. Funny enough, he was his parents. My grandparents are Holocaust survivors were. I mean, they're dead, not from the Holocaust, from the, the Holocaust of coming to Canada and not being able to afford rent in North York. No, that's not why they died. They just died of old age. And, you know, my grandmother had Alzheimer's. She had Alzheimer's from like 50 years old. So there's that fucked up gene that could fuck me up. And now my aunt, my dad's sister, also has Alzheimer's at 70. So that's fucking, you know, I'm 
terrified that I'm going to be retarded and I'm not really doing many things to make sure I'm not. But uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm starting to. I'm doing, you know, I was working out. I, I've worked out a bunch on and off and done all the saunas and shit. It's just really hard to stay consistent with that stuff when you have a family uh, that, you know, and, and comedy career. Doing things. Trying to move my life forward while everything is pulling it back. That is the secret of life, guys, because there's never going to be a time in your life when it's just, I mean, some people have that. There are some people, I don't know, I don't, but you you just don't hear about the struggles that they're going through, but, you know, like uh, Matt Reif, you know, Matt Reif, c- comedian just, you know, but he's killing it, he worked his ass off for that shit, and people want to shit on him, I, I fucking like the guy, I look up to the guy, it, it, in a lot of ways, he's richer than me, I look up to people who are richer than me, maybe I'm not, I don't, you know, I know people who have tons of money who are shittier people than I am, but, that doesn't mean that I don't want to have tons of money also and potentially be shittier than I am now. So <clears throat> anyway, I was talking about Israel Palestine going to university and being a young half Jewish kid who wasn't really raised Jewish. Like, you know, I never really did synagogue. I never really did anything. I didn't have a bar mitzvah. Um, and partially because my dad didn't because his parents were Holocaust survivors. So they didn't want to like do any Jew stuff because they were terrified that he would get killed because that's what happened to their, uh, you know, I had other, I, I had a, like an aunt and uncle that were born before my dad and my aunt that were killed by Nazis. So they were just like, and then the, my grandparents were separated, put in concentration camps. They survived, they escaped. And then they saw each other on the street back in their hometown of Kaunas, Lithuania. And they saw each other on the street and then they had two more children. Right. And then they're like, yeah, you're you're not Jewish. But they were because even in the Soviet Union, people don't realize this. They put Jew on your passport. Right. Like they just were like they late. You were a Jew in Soviet Union, no matter what. Um, like because they lived after the war when they went to Kaunas, Lithuania, and it was then taken over by Russians, right? Uh, on the uh, the Eastern Front. So, why am I telling you this? Because I'm giving you backstory to how I felt during those protests at the Queen's University protests, Apartheid Week. I didn't know anything. I there was a lot of Jews that I was friends with that were much more concerned than me because they were more Jewish. They went to Jewish high schools. They went to Jewish this. They went to Jewish that. They were bar mitzvah. They were this. They, they've been to Israel. They've been to birthright and all that shit. I've never done any of that, right? Like, I play, I was a hockey kid. I knew Jews from hockey. I knew Jews when I went to Queens. Um, you know, I didn't know that many Jews when I did, uh, you know, grade school. I had a few... Jewish friends, the Davis family, the Davises dad was a saxophonist. I'm just saying that, you know, and, and I've had that connection. So anyway, what, what happened when I don't know, I just remember thinking and seeing all these kids who go to Queens University with the, you know, girls with the hijabs, like ultra religious kids, and they don't have a good university experience. Their university experience is being radicalized which is insane. Like go to a kegger. It's kind of hard to stand upside down and drink from a keg while you're wearing a hijab. I'm just saying loosen up a little bit. If you're going to go to university, 
Enjoy yourself. It's the most fun four years of your life. You don't want to spend your university years protesting Israel and praying to, you know, five times a day. Uh, I'm, I'm, that's my opinion is that's a waste of a university experience. Go to university. Your parents don't know where you are. You are not at home. Okay. It's time to let loose. It's time to get drunk and smoke a blunt. Have you ever smoked a super blunt? Like, I don't know if a lot of these kids who are out here protesting against, you know, Israel, Palestine that, you know, saw saw all the posts on real Toronto news and felt like, Habibi, I, I watched the real Toronto news and I need to get out there and start. These people have never smoked a super blunt. Okay. Do you know what a super blunt is? That is a 14 gram blunt. Okay. These, these are the things that kids who grew up in Canada did. Okay. We weren't protesting the existence of the only Jewish nation. We were having fun. Okay. And I feel bad for the Muslims too, because like, their whole thing is like, why don't you understand how awful the Jews, the Israel, they're so awful. It's like, okay, well, number one, you don't live there, okay? You live in Canada. That is a 12-hour flight from there. So that's number one. So congratulations. You're worried about the Israelis? You made it. Marked safe from Israel. You're in Canada, okay? Number two is... Like, yes, colonialism is not nice. Having a civilization isn't inherently nice. You, The memories and opportunities and the ideas that you come up with in those societies are what makes society great. The people in those societies who bring wealth and prosperity which brings with it what happiness, longer life, uh, longer lives. The average lifespan goes up when people have more money, right? The average education goes up when people have more money. So the whole goal of society should be to be making people happy, wealthy, educated, right? Well, if you make them educated and wealthy, then they're going to be happy for the most part. Right. You can't just force people to be happy. So what's my point in this? My point is that these Muslim people are mad at Israel instead of realizing that that has nothing to do with your you are in a new country. Now you can start a business. You can you can do whatever you want. If you want to not follow the Muslim religion anymore and run away from your home, you can do that. You can call the police and go, hey, my husband wants me to be Muslim. I don't want to be Muslim anymore. You can actually do that. So, you know, it's not like you're in in Hamas land where it's like, I don't want to be Muslim anymore. And then fucking something bad happens. I'm just saying, I know that I, Habib, they're very nice there, Habibi. You don't know. You don't know the real Gaza. They're very nice. I don't. Something bad's going to happen if you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So that's number one. You made it. You're safe. Number two is. I feel bad because yes, it's it, like I was saying, colonialism isn't nice. 
the idea that we have borders isn't nice to the people on the other side of that border, right? Like if you're if you're on the Israel side, you're like, good, we have a wall to keep those people out. And then over there, they're like, they have a wall to keep us in. And that's evil. And I see that that's evil. Like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, obviously, I understand that the idea of Israel having this area boarded off with a wall and that anytime they act up, they just bomb the shit out of them. And I get that that's fucked up. I get that that's fucked up. And I think that people want are making the, the, the angry Arab crowd is making this into the this is Israel's doing this and the world's doing this and it's a concentration camp. I don't know if that's that's the part where I'm like, look, it's a shitty situation. Part of the reason it's like that is because the Palestinians didn't agree to peace like a hundred times. So now it's like this and they kept blowing up buses and axe murdering people at bus stops in Israel. So they're like, maybe we should have a wall. They were doing this, the intifadas, the they did like how many intifadas did they do? Which is basically a call to violence against the occupiers. Should there be an intifada for native people in Canada? I mean, would we be happy about like the, the, if you ask certain woke people this, like I asked a girl in fucking Newfoundland, I remember I was like, would you like be okay if a native person like showed up at your music fest like festival and shot and killed you and i know jews get mad about this because they're like brother it's not the same because israeli we are the real native okay i get that but i'm just saying for comparison for woke people they're saying it's occupied land then we live on occupied land should native people be allowed to kill and rape because we did that and they shouldn't be arrested or or should we should just celebrate their resistance it's idiotic and I get how it's, you know, it's awful what the, the, the Palestinians live in. It's awful what Afghan Afghani people live in. It's awful what Yemeni people live in. It's awful what fucking Syrian people live in. It's awful what like almost every Middle Eastern country is kind of awful to live in. No offense. I get that. Oh, there's not bombs dropping on you in which one name one. Middle Eastern country that hasn't had bombs dropped on them by either their own country, another country. And I get that. Oh, you're America's bombing us. So now we have to come here. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what this there. I don't have solutions, guys. All I'm saying is that if you live in fucking Canada, you're one of the luckiest people on earth. Okay. Even now with how, you know, a thousand Muslims are praying in the street every day. That's, Suppose it's peaceful, isn't it? Isn't that peace? Isn't that what they want? They want to do that peacefully? I don't know. Um, they ha I thought they had enough mosques, but uh, you know, and I don't. It's it just feels there's a, there's a certain je ne sais quoi to what's happening that I feel like is being used against white people or white countries, and it's basically. If you're uncomfortable with me praying in the street with a thousand other Muslim people, that means that you're racist. And if you think that Israel should exist as a country, that makes you Zionist, right? And I get that the other side's like, well, oh, 
but the Jews say that we're anti-Semitic if we don't want Israel to exist. And it's like, well, only because you're not giving any other, like it wouldn't be anti-Semitic if you're like, look, I think Israel is was a bad idea. Is there, a, here's my plan. This is what we should do with the, you know, maybe some Jews will go to Boca Raton, then we'll send some to, uh, you know, we'll send the worst ones to Winnipeg because Jews like Winnipeg for some reason. Then we'll send some Jews to, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of white people want to send Jews to Madagascar and facil fulfill that prophecy. Um, come up with an idea because there's no, you can't just be like the, the, so what? All the office towers that have Google in them in downtown Tel Aviv are now just going to be Hamas headquarters. Like what, what are we doing here? What are we pretending to do here? Right? Like, I know Israel's, oh, it's occupier. Have you been there? I haven't. And I'm sure if I did, the first thing I do is get an Uber and then go to a hotel and then get food. And then what's the first thing you do to Gaza? In Gaza? Like, this is the other thing. Oh, we have Canadians and Americans trapped in Gaza. Why? why what, who the fuck goes to Gaza on a fucking vacay? Seriously, who is going to Gaza on a fucking vacation? If you're doing that and you're stuck there, I'm sorry, too bad, okay? It's like, I went to vacation in Darfur. I don't know why, it, now there's crazy stuff. Like, there's just this disconnect with the reality and how the media portrays it. And I know that's, I mean, it was the same with COVID, but the big difference is now that you have half of the people who didn't believe that COVID was as serious or whatever, think that, the like, Six million Jews weren't killed in the Holocaust. And it was actually a much lower number. And there's like all this like crazy stuff being spread about the Holocaust. Meanwhile, those same people are saying this has nothing to do with the Holocaust and has nothing to do with Jews. I only care about Israel. And then those same people are also saying, look how nice the Gazans were to let in. I saw somebody posting about this. They were so, the Palestinians were nice enough to let in the the European settlers and look how they treat. What do you mean? Nice enough. They fucking moved there because they had just gotten slaughtered in Europe and the UN made it a thing. Like you guys can move here. Here's the land. They, a lot of them purchased the land legally. I know there's like the Nakba and I know Jews hate talking about Nakba because they're like Nakba is the Jewish N word. Nobody wants to talk about Nakba, but the Nakba was apparently a thing. Where, what, what was Nakba? Let's look it up. And then we're going to watch some crazy Jews doing some crazy shit. Um, uh, Nakba, Arabic for the disaster, catastrophe, or cataclysm, also known as the Palestinian catastrophe, was the loss of Palestinian society and homeland in 1948 and the permanent displacement of majority of Palestinian Arabs. This is what... And this is Wikipedia. People always go, why are you fucking reading for Wikipedia, bro? Wikipedia is stupid. But then they'll read this and go, oh, I hate Jews. And Wikipedia, fucking, oh, Wikipedia is sick, dog. Right? Um, shortly after the 1948 Palestine War, including 78% of mandatory Palestine being declared as Israel, the expulsion of 700,000 Palestinians the related depopulation and destruction of over 500 Palestinian villages. What I don't understand is like, and this is a common thing that I see online is it's a genocide. They took, okay, this is what I don't understand is a genocide. When you kill millions of people at once, 
Or is it a when you displace people? Because if people, if everything, if any amount of people being displaced or having to move is a genocide, then every single country on earth is has committed, is committing genocide. Any country that has people em emigrating and leaving is apparently committing a genocide because wh why are there all these people from other countries in Canada? Because they ran from genocides or whatever or whatever they, I don't know. Is that, I'm just saying. It's not a, I don't know. I guess, but that's the thing. They don't want to leave. So. What was my thought there? Did that make any sense? People are listening going, holy, the moment Ben Bankus realized Jews were evil. No. Um, 700,000 people not being murdered but leaving is not a genocide. Okay. Running from political persecution, running from, you know, your country's falling apart, bad economy, no money. That's why a lot of people came to Canada in Hong Kong, from Hong Kong to India to all the fucking places that people come to Canada from. It's not only genocide. OK, that's all I'm saying is that people leave areas. Because they like I'm just saying. 700,000 Palestinians related depopulation, destruction of 500 Palestinian villages, which are now 400 Palestinian Arab towns and villages were depopulated with the majority being entirely destroyed and left. By the way, this is Wikipedia. Anybody can edit these. And during these times, I'm sure this is getting like people are just the, the Muslim women going nuts and just like so. You know, I got to change history and they're in the universities and they don't have sex. They don't have sex until marriage. So they're out of their minds. All they're doing is fucking oh, let's do genocide. It's, go fucking buy a dildo. Jesus. During 1947, 1940, 400 Palestinian Arab towns destroyed, left uninhabitable. Today, these locations are all in Israel. Many of these locations were repopulated by Jewish immigrants. So it wasn't uninhabitable. Uh, with their place names replaced with Hebrew place names. Hebrew language names were coined for the place names of Palestine throughout different periods under the British mandate. After the establishment of Israel following 1948 Palestinian expulsion and flight and 1948 Arab-Israeli war and subsequently in the Palestinian territories occupied in Israel in 1967. A 1992 study counted 2,780 historical locations whose names were Hebraized, Hebra, including 340 villages and towns, 100,000 or 1,000 ruins, 560 wadis and rivers, 380 springs, 198 mountains and hills, 50 caves, 28 castles. They really counted. Palestinians consider the Hebraization of place names in Palestine part of the Palestinian Nakba. It's so ridiculous, this whole thing. But it looks like here, street signs for Mevodoten and Ufuta was Palestinian town sold by Sursok family to American Zion Commonwealth in the 1920s. So it was sold legally, you fucking losers. 1920s this whole thing is like like i don't understand why the history like it's if we go back to canadian history how many like toronto is not toronto it's takaranto or whatever montreal was hoshalaga and 
So should we like, and that's kind this is the same thing. Is it just wants all of woke society will wants to become, let's change the names of everything. But if Muslims are the majority in Canada, do you really think they're going to preserve native culture? Like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they love natives. Long-term implications of Nakba, most important long-term implications of Nakba for the Palestinian people were the loss of their homeland, the fragmentation and marginalization of their national community, and their transformation into a stateless people. Since the 1990s, the phrase ongoing Nakba, continuous violence and disoppression, dispossession, experienced by the Palestinian people. The term enjoys the understanding of the Nakba not as an event of 1948, but as an ongoing process that continues throughout the present day. So basically, until the Israeli national narrative rejects the Palestinian characterization of the 1948 as the Nakba, instead viewing it as the war of independence that established Israel's statehood and sovereignty. Um... It portrays the events of 1948 as the culmination of the Zionist movement and Jewish national aspirations, resulting in military success against invading Arab armies, armistice agreements, and recognition of Israel's legitimacy by the United Nations. While acknowledging some instances of Israel's responsibility for the Palestinian refugee crisis, as documented by historians like Benny Morris. Benny Morris, say! It's kind of funny that all the people who are kind of at the forefront of fighting both sides like fighting for palestinians and against palestinians are jews like it's just jew like at this point it's just jew on jew violence like there's no that's what the palestinians if the palestinians were smart they would just say look we're jewish we're gonna we want peace i'm jewish now but they you know they want their land back that's the whole thing we want the land back but it's like it's kind of a sore loser situation here that's kind of what i see going on because i don't see you know, are, are European countries arguing over land that was theirs from thousands of And I get it. The Jews came in after the Holocaust. What? But nobody wanted them. That's why they made Israel, guys. They made Israel because nobody wanted the Jews. None of the countries wanted to take in Jews. Look at Canada, U.S. Jew numbers during and after the Holocaust. They weren't big. They weren't high. They weren't like they are now with Muslims in most countries. Okay? Muslims... Now, and all the tyranny that's been happening in all of their countries are being treated better by Western nations than Jews were before, during, or after the Holocaust until probably the 70s or 80s. And even then, um, you know, there's never been as many Jews as there are Muslims, and there's never been as many Jewish refugees as there are Muslim refugees in the past 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, right? So I'm just saying that all the Muslims that are so mad at the West, we, I mean, we're trying to help you out here. We're giving you a place to live. I don't know what to tell you. Um, knack, but denial, according to some historians and academics, there exists a form of historical negationism that pertains to the 1948 Palestinian expulsion and flight. Denial, denial of the Nakba is central to Zionist narratives in 1948. It was largely facilitated by Israeli historiography up until late 1980s, after which Israel's history began to be reviewed and rewritten by new historians. Subsequently, significant volumes of Israeli Jewish literature have emerged intent on demystifying the past. 
New historians define a group of Israeli historians who have challenged traditional versions of Israeli history, including Israel's role in the 1948 expulsion of flight of. This is the thing is it's like this, um, this tiny piece of expulsion of like, it's just. They're argue that the equivalent of the Palestinian plight about arguing about this land that's been taken is like any other group of people 80 years later, like the Jews were wiped out. Six million of them were wiped out 80 years later. They're doing really well. And now everybody hates them because they're doing well. Right. People are like, the Jews run all this stuff. And it's like, do you want to run it? No, you want to have a Twitter account where you say how much you hate Jews. You don't want to run, you know, ABC News or or whatever these companies are that apparently Jews are in control of. So Jews are a minority. They're a successful minority. So they're hated for those reasons. And the conspiracies that they run, everything are created from that. If Jews were poor and didn't have any money and were losers after the Holocaust and never amounted to anything and never became, you know, rap producers and movie producers and writers and comedians and engineers and lawyers and doctors and all these successful Jews, if they didn't do that and they were all just on welfare, people would love Jews. Then people would love Jews. They'd be like, oh, my God, Jews, they're a minority. They're poor. They're uneducated. We love that. But because they're smart and and have a network, that is what is hated, in my opinion, by most people who claim that Jews are in control of everything and hate Jews. Do they claim that Muslims are in control of everything and hate uh, everybody, like including Christian, whites, you know, Indonesians? Muslims have done terror attacks on pretty much every race on earth. Um, not saying all Muslims, but I'm saying that, like, this is this is fact, right? So it's difficult, man. What do you think? What do you think? I think that Arab people are specifically mad about this, the Israel thing, not because of the Nakba or what land was taken back then or whose land is what. I think it's because they hate Jews. They hate the Jews are part of uh, a big part of Canadian society and European society and American society, even though there's very few Jews, they hate that. They hate that Jews uphold the values of pretty much everybody. Okay. So the, the people protesting on the street going, I hate Jews and they control the world. Well, you're in a free country and you're allowed to protest. So that's not, you know, like Jews are making it. Apparently if they run everything, they're making it possible for you guys to say that you hate Jews. So, if anything, that's kind of good for you, right? Then on top of that, we have um, the fact that people say, you know, Jews run um, everything and, and, and everything's in the reason that there's immigration to Canada is Muslims because of Jews, because Jews did 9-11 and that's what made all the Muslims leave those countries because the U.S., like, are we going to just let that become a mainstream ideology? I'm not saying it's wrong, but having it become a mainstream ideology, 
where you're teaching that in school? Is that what, because that's what's taught basically in like Hamas school, like Jews did 9-11, Jews did all this, all the conspiracies. This is what a lot of fucking Muslims believe this shit. Like there's a comedian that is another Toronto comic that I've been pretty, I'm, I'm pretty friendly with the guy. I wanted to have him on the pod uh, to talk about Israel-Palestine because he's very Palestine. And uh, we just kind of didn't end up having it happen. We might have it happen. And, but you know, he told me when I did his podcast that his dad would teach him in his basement in London, Ontario, his dad wearing one of those like imam, imam costumes, telling him that Jews are evil. So, and that they're thieves and that this and that. What the fuck is that? Like in Canada, that's the type of thing a lot of families are teaching their children and 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 teaching them this kind of shit and so i was never taught any of that by the way and people who call me racist you know because i do accents and make fun of people they know i'm not racist i had a couple comments they're like this guy's not racist enough anymore it's like because now now that the jews blew up a bunch of gazans it you know it's not as racist to go my name is that's like less racist now because people are just like, whatever. You know what's racist? Being like, yo, the, the, like saying to a Palestinian looking guy, like, fuck, I didn't realize you were Palestinian because I didn't recognize you because you weren't buried under rubble. That is now a very racist joke that is very funny to some and very upsetting to others. I upset some people recently. I upset this crazy veteran guy from Canada. I don't even want to say his name. You might know who he is. He was very involved in the Freedom Convoy thing and uh, on Twitter. And, and, you know, he's calling me a Zionist pig and rat and to go eat bagels and stuff. And it's like, dude, I'm not even like that Jewish where it's like that's going to offend me. But it's it's just dumb. Like, you know, it's and it's shit that I've never actually said. Like, I've never had Chinese people come after me and be like, go fucking stick some chopsticks up like uh, go th like. I've honestly never done that. And most Chinese people like my Chinese jokes. Um, and just like most Jews, like my Jew jokes and my Palestine jokes. So again, my comedy is for everybody. I think that giving a perspective, sh if, if giving this perspective makes you so angry and you live in a first world country, like I get, if you're listening to this and you like live in Palestine or like fucking the middle East and you're just like, yo, how can this guy be so on fire? You don't understand what I'm child under a building blah, blah, blah. like i get it but also what i think a lot of these arab people who are begging for why why can't you be sad about this sadness it's just so sad you see the kid under the rubble every day you don't realize how fucked up we are here in the west okay yeah we you're a colonizer yeah we are and we did it and we didn't care for the last 30 years until you motherfuckers got here and now we're supposed to care about everything and care about this and care about that and all the white people are you know the the, the lesbian whites shaving their heads and trying to destroy democracy and destroy the, all these countries that we build and, and stand up for i stand up for minorities not like jewish ones because they're rich like they're basically white supremacists this is shit that was taught at most companies and universities what's up guys I, uh, half of my camera died. My other camera died. So we're going to finish this episode off. 
on this camera. Um, a lot of ranting, a lot of not making sense potentially, but entertaining you guys and just getting people riled up. I don't know what the the answer is that if you're in Canada and you care about this more than you care about your own sanity or the fact that you live in a country with legal weed or you live in a country where you can do whatever you want and pretty much say whatever you want. If that's not enough for you and you need Israel to be destroyed for you to be happy, then you need to really take a long look in the mirror and ask yourself what the fuck you're trying to do with your life. Okay, because you don't come to North America to try and destroy other democracies and, and oh, Israel's not a democracy. They're Nazis there. You're fucking out of your mind if you're calling Jews Nazis. I'm sorry, like, you are. It's the same, like, it's, it's fucking dumb. And, you know, like people want, oh, Ben Soft, no, you don't get it. What about the plight of the Palestinians, bro? The plight of the Palestinians? What about, the, what the fuck are you talking about? Some woke shit like that. I'm sorry, but that is what it is. The woke side of this is going, bro, don't, how many fucking kids did you fucking need to die for the Jews to do? Jews are evil because kids are dying. No, kids have been dying for a long fucking time, okay? Sorry, but that's fucking true. And what about all the, 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 the native kids that are dying? What about all the fucking Chinese kids? What about the Uyghur Muslim kids? What about the, um, what about the, like, Nobody gives a fuck about any of these people. Okay, so I, but I'm supposed to give a fuck about people five to 15,000 kilometers away or whatever it is, 5,000. I don't know how many kilometers away it is. I'm supposed to, you know, change my way of life and, and accept Sharia law because, you know, and, and dismantle Israel and, and just let Arabs run wild in the, in the Middle East and just, you know, f Clearly, that's not a good plan because it seems like it's kind of coming to bite us in the ass. You guys in the middle who who love the middle, I love the Middle East. I'm from Canada, but I wish I could live in Chala, Chalalala. Then fucking go there and make it a better place. But you didn't. You're giving up on it. And I'll be honest with you. I'm giving up on Canada. So you guys are next. The Muslims. And if you're watching this and you're angry, angry look, it's your country now. Do with it what you want. Keep peace, keep it kind of fun, maintain, you know, change the Toronto St. Pat's jersey to the Toronto St. Hamas jersey. Do some fun things for me so that I can be happy. Because if Canada becomes Muslim, I want it to be fun. I want it to be fun, fun Muslim, not sad Muslim. I want fuzzle. Fun Muslim, like Dubai, where it's like, brother, you can't drink, and if you have a beer, we kill you, but uh, hush, hush, if you go underground, we don't care. You can have it in your apartment. All that. Go have fun Muslim, then, where it's we only kill you if we find out that you had sex in the Uber. But if you don't, then you don't go to jail. You can, I don't know. I don't want to uh, um, talk about this anymore. I feel like I got a lot off my chest. I hope I don't didn't break any hearts or anger any people too much but that's kind of my job make you ask questions i tried to learn about the nakba seems like every other thing that's ever happened um to any race of people where in the world in history and it's sad just like everything the holocaust is sad this is sad armenian genocide rwandan genocide fucking serbia all everything's sad 
but go live your life because it's not long. And then you end up dying and you die in a hospital most of the time. And it's not fun. And you're sad and you, and you, you probably won't even know what's going on around you. You won't even recognize your, your relatives most likely when you die at 80 or whatever. So go enjoy yourself. Go party a bit. Live your life. Smile. Get tickets to my comedy show. Come watch me be funnier than this. This is a bit, a bit sad, wasn't it? Hmm, the last couple of podcasts were a bit sad, weren't they? But it is important uh, to just speak your mind, and I stand for free speech, and whether it's dumb or not, and I think people should be allowed to do what they want, and I think the Palestinians should be allowed to protest, and I think the Jews should be allowed to protest, and it should be peaceful, and I think that the Muslims should stop calling for the like, uh, you know, obliteration of all Jews because that's not good, and then we'll kind of get to a happy medium where everything's kind of not bad. And that's what we want so we can all live our lives. I can prosper. Guys, patreon.com slash Ben Bankus. If you want to support me and watch more bullshit, listen to I, I'm po I'm posting a whole nother comedy special on my Patreon. I'm going to be announcing it soon, but uh, probably December 1st. I'm just going to post a whole other comedy special that I made. It cost me like three thousand dollars. It wasn't cheap. Um I didn't end up using it as my main comedy special because I filmed this other one at the Royal. I thought it was more unique, something I wanted to share. It was jokes that I hadn't even shared online yet, whereas the special that I want to put on Patreon, those jokes I did in Calgary and a couple of those videos went viral. The viral about uh, the viral video about China, how we actually do want to live like China went pretty viral. And um, so did uh, one other video. What was it from that? set oh the trans kids so those are classic jokes and they're on the patreon special it's it's from edmonton my friend liam dugan was there and you'll love seeing that special if you join patreon you're going to get that and there's a bonus podcast that i put out a couple days ago we're going to keep putting out bonus podcasts i just put out a 10 minute comedy clip from october 21st on there and then i'm putting a second one on uh today so tons of tons of stuff please support me on patreon i know people are like this guy's a fucking loser he fucking begs for money on the internet it's like yeah and that's what fucking entertainment is now you like sorry that comedy central isn't a thing anymore and it's not 2004 like it's like these boomers retards that are just like oh this guy's begging for money on the yeah that's what that's how people become millionaires now actually that's how people who make six hundred thousand dollars a month is from people giving them money because they like hearing what they fucking have to say and they like the uniqueness of who they are. So if you like that, you have a good job, you listen to my f stuff for free, patreon.com slash benbankus. The podcast works a very similar way. It attaches right into whatever you're listening to this podcast on. So if you're, you're on Spotify or if you're on Apple Podcasts, it connects the exact same way. Um, you just download the RSS feed, you install, you copy and paste it into Spotify or Apple pods and boom, you have, then you'll have the Ben Bankus Patreon and the Ben Bankus show. You'll have two feeds of mine. One of them is the bonus episodes. One of them's these episodes. Uh, that's pretty much it. Gay Tatorship. My comedy special is out on all, 
Uh, it's not on all platforms. Sorry, I was my podcast is on all platforms, but Patreon. Um, sorry, my comedy special, Gay Tatorship, is on YouTube right now. It's free. It's doing really well. We have over thirteen thousand views now um, in five days, so it's crushing it as far as I'm concerned. I was, you know, I just want to get over ten k, and now I'm like, maybe this thing could get to fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty k. For sure, people are loving it. People are sharing it, and it's early. It's five days in, so fingers crossed. The more fucking comments you guys leave on the special, the more likes you leave on it, the more people that subscribe to my channel, the more likely it is that Netflix or one of these companies is going to pick it up, and that's just how it works. And you know, I've had some light dialogue and with with some companies, and and I think that there's real potential for this shit, man. And it's because of you guys. It's because of the grassroots hardcore fans. And I love you so much. And, um, I'll see you in the next episode. See you on tour. Peace and love. Peace and love. No more arguing. Sorry, Palestinians. You can have the land. It's yours.